Christmas in Texas, it'll be about 103. Christmas in Texas, watching the snow falling on TV. Christmas in Texas, I better grab another bag of ice. Christmas in Texas, cause warm on star beer ain't nice. Howdy everybody, Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into episode 107 of Justified Pursuit. Hey, Christmas to you and yours, and Merry Christmas to the good counselor Chisholm Cook. How are you doing today? And actually, let me ask you first of all, why are you running late, bro? Uh, Yeah, it's a good, uh, good tie-in, because how I'm doing today is correlated, corresponds with why I was late. Uh, I was discussing <laughs> with my lovely wife uh, options for treating male pattern baldness. Ah, that is how I am doing today, my friend. I, your hair is pulled back. I was actually going to say something rude, but I decided not to. So that's weird. Really? Was, yeah, what? I was. I was going to say, oh, it looks like you're you're thinning up there a little bit. Oh, really, dude? <laughs> Seriously, I was going to say something, but I didn't because I was like, oh, I don't want to be a jerk. I don't want to be uh, a jerk. Are First you of saying, all, I was like, going to. Are you saying that my just hairline like, looks like it's gone yeah, back just, farther? Yeah, yeah, just a little here and here. But you See, know, mine's been going on. Go ahead. Mine's been going that way. Mine's been going yeah. south for a decade. <sighs> yeah, just gotta yeah, embrace yeah. it, man. So you, it's taken you ten years from your first thinning to where you are now. I mean, I look back at like our wedding photos, or or certainly when we were dating, that was fifteen years ago, and I have you know had a full head of hair. Now I have you know, I mean, I still have enough hair to like style the front but it's going it's going yeah. man yeah so let's do a little this will be fun let me so you so, so you have a little so, uh insecurity about it but this is new for you because i've oh uh, this is a discovery in the last 48 hours two nights uh, ago i'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to show you so this this receded hairline i'm not uh-huh. even sure how much it's changed yet. you know it, this side seems to go back a good ways but it's been like that for quite some time the top of my head had been really thick despite that uh-huh. hold on oh my gosh the top of your scalp where did your hair go <laughs> i had to take my headphones off so i didn't get the full reaction I oh, heard, oh man my, oh my gosh and then something uh, what was the last part of that i said where did it go <laughs> <laughs> i don't know so my buddy, Jeff, I really don't like, I don't notice it like shedding any more rapidly, you know, since yeah. I grew my hair out, one of the parts of that comes with that is like, you find your hair, uh-huh. right? Cause it's long, it's noticeable. I don't feel like I've noticed it falling out any faster. I don't find clumps of it coming out when I shower or anything like that, but I guess I'm still losing it at the same rate, but not growing it back. I don't know. Yeah. My friend uh, Jeff is a uh, a doctor who specializes in like um, collagen and what are the, what are those kind of doctors? But uh, uh, I mean, it sounds cosmetic, like cosmetic, cos- yeah, cosmetic, yeah, yeah. Cos- yeah. And he told me that I mean, he was he's gone to Africa with me a couple times. He's a good friend of mine. He's like, dude, I could like take some plasma out and like recirculate it and do this thing in your scalp and like regenerate hair growth or at least stop the, you know. The, the the southern the downward spiral that is uh 40 year old men's mm-hmm. so i don't know just depends on how much you care about it 
I was gonna. I assumed you were gonna head towards the fact that it probably cost fifteen grand. Is that? Oh, I don't. He didn't say. The, he didn't, didn't say the ask. price. Yeah, didn't ask. Yeah, I'm not spending that kind of money to save my hair. I can tell you that much. Uh, yeah. You know he all goes, the stuff on the market. Other than other well than with that. the gray and the beard. You think my yeah. bald hair head will go well with the gray and the beard? Okay, yeah. cool. Thanks. I, I mean, like ten years from now, we'll both just have shaved heads. Who cares? Yeah, no. So, and the only <laughs> dude, listen, I've always been, I feel like, uh, you know, my, you know, dad, four star, he's been bald for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, some of my friends were bald by the age of 30, like bald, bald. Yeah. My friend and, Dylan uh, was bald when we were at Baylor. Balding. Right. But yeah. most of my friends that went bald early tend to be some of the biggest, burliest, like naturally, you know, it's related to testosterone, right? Mm. So like my biggest, most testosterone fueled friends that say I grew up with tended to go bald the earliest. Right. And, you know, I wasn't naturally just super high on testosterone, which I think is part of the why it took me to almost 42 before I started having this problem. But I don't look at guys who are bald. Most of my friends who are bald, even if they bick their head, they, I think, you know, most of them have, they look fine. They look handsome. Right. Like, yeah. But I just look at myself and think, am I, you know, I used to be made fun of for the size of my head all the time, right? It's too big for my body. <laughs> Wasn't think, your nickname the head? Right. Biggie, Biggie Smalls, <laughs> Big Head, all these things. Uh -huh. uh, but I've, you know, I've bulked up a little bit since college days. So I don't think it's that disproportionate anymore. I just have this like mental trauma that I'm going to just look like one of those freaking bald toothpick guys. Mm. Uh but it's probably gonna be fine. So the reason I was late is I was talking to my wife about all of this. I was so like, so there are these you. drugs on the market, Ash, that could help me keep from losing my hair, but they could like actually lower my libido. So like, would you rather have me uh, after you all the time and losing my hair, or after you less but keeping my hair? And she was like, "Let the hair go." I was like, "All right, right. yeah." Uh, <laughs> So let me ask you about those wrinkles on your forehead, because my wife's like, <laughs> Aaron's like, you know, you could, she always tells me, she's like, you could get collagen in there and like, it would take care of those wrinkles. I'm like, I, out of all the things in the world that I'm concerned with, I guess aging is just not one of them. I care less and less about my appearance the older I get. I don't know. I, well, and the reality is for most men aging, like, you know, women like I don't think Ashley's going to have a problem with me getting wrinkly. Like I've showed her some pictures of some older men with deep wrinkles in their face, but you know, they're handsome. Like, um, Sam Elliott, that would be a good one. Uh, and speaking of Sam Elliott, I was really thinking of, um, damn it. The guy who plays the dude. Um, Oh, uh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Bridges. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of him lately, but he's got this like long, badass gray hair and this, you know, well-kept beard and these deep wrinkles and he's just a striking figure, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that all, all the time I thought about that, like turning gray and wrinkled and, and things in my mind, I was always going to have the hair, <laughs> right? <laughs> all right. This awesome <laughs> wild ass mane. Mm -hmm. <sighs> so, um, I, so I threw Sam Elliott out yeah. because I was watching 1883. Have you, do you watch, you didn't watch Yellowstone. You don't watch much TV. I don't watch any TV, but I, I would, one of these days I'll probably, 
as I continue to get older and wearier and lazier, I'll probably start <laughs> watching Yellowstone. And well, that's one thing we can't give up and won't give up is working out, though. Like, that's the one part I'm like, I'll never. I told her I was going to use this as motivation to get built the way I think I have to look to look good bald. So <laughs> uh, like I even asked her because I think I'm, I, I have to wonder, like, did the testosterone replacement therapy that you and I are both on have anything to do with it? Um, I couldn't tell you because mine was already going. So. Right. Well, mine is not going any faster. Dude, the thing is, I went I went and got a haircut from Sherry in September and my sister told me my hair looked great. I asked her, too. I was like, is my hair starting to thin a little bit? She's like, no, it looks great. It looks thick. And it just mm. feels like since then, September, it's ramped up. Uh, so I don't know if it has anything to do with the testosterone, but I was like, Ash, would you rather have abs or hair? And she was like, abs. I was like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll stay on the testosterone. <laughs> 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 hair go to... <sighs> I feel very vain even talking about it. I'd always said I would go bald and, and just age with grace. And then you finally start staring at the mirror and you're like, hmm. That's so funny that I actually was thinking that today, looking at you, looking at your ugly mug. And <laughs> that was what was in your mind. Thanks a lot, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are friends for, dude? What are friends for? But at the age in our 50s, we'll still be traipsing around the mountains chasing elk. So it'll be all right. Because yeah. that's what men should do. Stuff like that. Yeah. And they should still chase their old ladies around too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let's talk. How I do want to ask you, how old is your dad? Because we're planning my dad's 70th birthday coming up here February. He'll turn 70 February 3rd, which wow. doesn't have yeah. anything to really anything to do with like anything other than the fact that it makes me feel old. Like, wow, my dad's about to be 70. Mine's turning 69 on the 5th of February. So mm. that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, 69 is the answer to your question. Yeah. What did you, uh, what did you ask for for Christmas or do you have everything you need? Well, I have everything I need and then some. Um, mm -hmm. but what I did ask for besides um, sex, lingerie and stuff like that, and <laughs> that's been made abundantly clear that that's sort of always like, a free, uh, highly economical go-to. <laughs> um, Ashley is not into decorating generally at all. Mm -hmm. So like we got the tree out and I mean, it's you been a pretty happy. got the tree out of the attic? Yeah, I got the tree down. It's I a didn't. Big, big bulky ass tree. I didn't, I didn't get it out. I didn't set it up. I didn't. The only one I participate in is the kids have a, a smaller tree upstairs. It's like three quarters of the regular size tree. And we, here's why because my wife has hallmarked Christmas. Like it's like now it's all this commercial. We have three Christmas trees mm. that rotate between my mother in law, my sister in laws, and us. And it comes with all the decorations that go with that tree, all mm. the bows, all the lights. And they just, they rotate them. So every, every year you have a different tree. And to me, I was like, I don't like this. So I'm not participating. This is five, <laughs> six years ago. You set it up how you want. I will set up and we'll play Christmas music and we will set up the tree with the ornaments that actually mean something that say cable 1988 or Henry 2015. And there's a picture or it's some stupid thing that you made in you know, art class or whatever. Those are the ones that mean something. And so that's what, I, you know, that's what Christmas means to me. And I want to be a part of that, but you want to commercialize that crap. It looks nice, but it it doesn't mean anything to me. 
but she likes going back to what you actually doesn't like to decorate. Aaron likes to decorate stuff. So, well, we it's this- funny that that was the direction you took it to. Cause like what I was about to explain was that I got it down. I set it up and what she always does. Cause she hates to decorate is basically just turn the kids loose on it. And so like, it's been a pretty half-assed affair for years, but this mm-hmm. year was a new level of pitiful. She never got it done. It's been up for like 10 days, probably at least. And like, imagine my six and eight year olds and their height and eye level. There was a cluster of, you know, handmade knickknacky kids ornaments at yeah. six to eight year old eye level. And that was all that had been done. <laughs> and it was chapping my ass, <laughs> say the least. Um, by the way, we had already agreed this was going to be a Christmas Christmas heavy episode, and we're, we're sort of off to a rocky start. But I guess we're into it now. Yeah. So, um, she had found this, uh, you know, as a photographer, right? She's always like checking out Pinterest and all these other creative sites to come up with clever ideas for different types of photography during different seasons and stuff. And somebody had, uh, sort of a new popular thing for the Christmas season is to, uh, take your kids and duct tape them to the floor to like a white backdrop on the floor Hmm. then, and then take that and and copy it into, uh, you know, like get a, get a wall scene, like a scene of a a wall. Like you could take a picture of somebody's wall in their house. Right. And Mm -hmm. put mom and dad on either side and then, and then Photoshop in the tape kids, like they're taped to the wall and and make a christmas card out of that right like okay like you duct tape your kids to the wall right and everybody the main thing is like everybody's wearing like matching pjs or something like that or ugly sweaters or whatever. i'm also out on that matching pjs yeah dude not super, even super right. douchey yeah no <laughs> she tried so i probably have like three sets that are just in the bottom of some drawer somewhere and christmas day comes and i wear the same thing every time i wear my Christmas vacation, shitter is full t-shirt and, you know, a Dallas Cowboys Santa hat. And if you, in jeans, that's my Christmas get up. If you try to put some stupid PJs on me, I'm going to fight you. So she gave up. She bought the kids and her all PJs. I sound like a Scrooge, but, uh, I like Christmas tradition. I just, I'm not into looking like a super douche, especially not on a Christmas card, not happening. No way in hell. Yeah, it's one thing in the privacy of your home. I'll, I'll grant you that part. Uh, well, so, so I, I don't remember getting that douchey card from you though. Did you guys all have on matching? We never, we don't send out Christmas cards. That's again, like, well, you're welcome for ours, by the way. My wife is almost a Scrooge. Like she doesn't dislike Christmas by any stretch. She loves Christmas, but like, she's just not into pomp and circumstance about anything ever. Right. Like, (laughs) so Christmas cards, decorations, that it, no, yep. Not, not doing any, she's not adding any extra work. That right. would, that's not going to like produce results <laughs> in, in our home. So, um, so anyway, one of our, some of our friends from church, uh, my buddy's wife loves, like she's actually run holiday decoration, like a holiday decoration business. They had it when she was in college station, she used to go and decorate like banks in the, you know, out, outskirts of Houston, like big mm-hmm. jobs, like multi-thousand dollar projects oh, were dude, right? some of those trees and those banks are like 20 feet tall right <clears throat> yeah so so she's a master of this she goes to some store in houston and buys wholesale ornaments and all this and so she had showed me ashley had showed me these pictures she wanted to do um to kind of offer to sell right and both of us were thinking on the exact same wavelength 
uh she was like i was like you want to do this us and she was like no we're not doing this matching pj said she's like but i know who would be into it and i was thinking the same thing and she was like colton and jess <clears throat> i'm not gonna call anybody names but you know they're cute they're fun they're mm -hmm. over the top about stuff not over the top they're appropriately festive for the season right so she was like she, she asked her she's like so y'all have matching pjs she's like yeah definitely <laughs> you know it's like of course so um i was like i tell you what you they had already gotten christmas shots done and uh i was like if you she wants just to do some shots to add to her different portfolios online right and say hey i can do this cutesy little thing right mm -hmm. i was like why don't you trade her a, a session for decorating our house for christmas She's like, yeah, that's a brilliant idea. So your original question, what is my Christmas gift? It was about $300 worth of new ornaments and other decor for the front door, our mantle, and our Christmas tree. To get you into the mood, into the Christmas spirit. To lift the air, the, ass, the, 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 the mood of the house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At least to overcome the extraordinarily half-assed more like one-third assed <laughs> effort to date at that point are you guys still looks moving, are y'all still moving an elf around i gotta be quiet because i don't know we've never done that god dude I, hope this is the last <laughs> year. I, I mean it's almost worth ruining christmas for the kids just so i don't have to move that damn elf anymore we've never done the elf oh, it's such a pain in the ass dude we didn't even have them write <laughs> christmas letters like santa letters <laughs> this year <laughs> I think so. We're down to two that are still in, and to be honest with you, I'm not sure where Sarah is legitimately at. I think I, I have a feeling Sarah probably knows my eight year old that mm. um, there's some something fishy with this. Uh, but um, they are all my for still. sure by next year she'll be going into third grade. I have a feeling that ship will sail, and we'll probably try to ride it out with Emily for a year or two more. But. Mm -hmm. Oh, all three of mine. So they're, Henry's about to be ten. The girls are eight. They still, they still believe. But well, and I think Henry's Henry's my kinda, older two did up the in fence. Like I think Riley and Charlotte did until at least Riley was ten. But the problem is, and you'll find this out when Henry starts to get there. It's like once the first one knows the jig is up, it's hard to keep a lid on that. Mm -hmm. You know. Well, he lost a tooth the other day, and it always starts with the tooth like, fairy. The tooth like, fairy is the first to fall, man. Yeah. He's like, is this <laughs> Is this, this legit, real? Dad? I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, just go to sleep. There'll be a dollar under there when you wake up. Don't worry. Right. Yeah. He cared so much that I, he, I dropping him off at school, and I was like, "So did the tooth fairy come?" He's like, "Oh, I forgot to look." <laughs> he just really gives a crap about that. Right. And tooth I'm, fairies. I'm like setting an alarm to remember to go put a dollar up there. Like, it'd be so yeah. easier when all that, all that stuff just goes bye bye. The, the tooth fairy, and the the Easter bunny. They're like the front row of guys on those on those um, on those beach landing boats at Normandy. Like as mm -hmm. soon as as soon as the uh, the veil of magic drops on a kid's mind, they're the first ones to get capped. Right. But Santa Santa's hiding in the very back row, and he can kind of stretch things out for a little bit. But eventually, <laughs> he's got to hit that damn beach. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, oh, we should, dude. Put at the beginning of this. <laughs> put at the beginning of this. Uh, a, a Santa Claus warning when you when you edit this thing up for anybody that's listening with their kids, which is Surely not very many people. Listens, with, no, I'm not going to put that on you. I've got somebody that listen with their teenage kids, so it's not an issue for them. Oh, that's fine. 
I guess if they like hearing two dudes sometimes talk about doing things to their wives. One dude mostly. The other, the other dude begrudgingly being <laughs> drugged through the <laughs> drug into those conversations. Uh, it's good, clean Christian fun. <clears throat> this is the way yeah. God intended it. Uh, what, I don't what know about, if he intended you to share it with a hundred. What about all right? Moving on. But... What, I'm trying to move on. You're trying to drag me, my good name, into the mud, and I'm not going to allow it. I did want to ask you: uh, Do you have your 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 power core? Do you need to eat a protein bar? Uh, is there anything you need to do? <laughs> To interrupt today's show, because let's go ahead and get that out of the way. I have the power cord sitting right here, if and when I need to. You're outside in the super douchey first light jacket. Uh, it's a super effective first light jacket. Yeah, it's because I got a house full of kids, and the only place. So I've got a main modem, main Wi-Fi modem, right, and then two extenders: one back in my office, and one for the upstairs. And like a year ago, and I know it was a year ago, it was November of last year, I paid the money for next year's next, next, uh, yeah, next year, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Netgear, sorry, Netgear, the router modem router company or whatever, to yeah. help me troubleshoot and update all that shit. Well, so according to the app, all my stuff's updated, but man, my, these, these, like, these, uh, spreaders whatever the hell you know the, the hotspot spreader ports that i'm talking about that like take, I, I have like four around my house like the yeah, little, yeah, yeah they're all part of this network. right the yeah. signal off of those has gone to crap mm. crap so i can only talk in the living room where i can get on the main one but the back patio it's just like 10 feet away so the back patio works too nice nice are you giving us all brain cancer what are your favorite making my hair fall out christmas traditions and are there any that you've carried on from when you were a kid that you now participate in with your children you know nothing on my side sorry that's Mm -hmm. like unique to our family that i can really think of um we always went to christmas eve church um you know so we certainly still do that but yeah everybody who i mean people who don't go to church go to christmas eve church priesters right um, I guess our main thing, and it's which I feel like a priester right now. I have, we haven't been to church in over a month just because of hunting and yeah. and working and soccer. Dude, soccer tournaments are like, oh, talk about church killers. Yeah, I don't know why all those sports are on Sunday. I think it's part of a coordinated plot, but mm. we won't go there today. Um, our our kind of main i guess tradition which is centered around presents which more every day i think more and more about how presents should have nothing to do with christmas but um touch on that in a second we would do our family gift giving after christmas eve service mm-hmm. when we got home and then sunday morning was like just santa stuff um maybe one big gift that yeah. you know, once once we didn't do santa anymore and you know, Ashley's family was like all the gifts are on Sunday morning or Christmas morning. I mean, mm-hmm. um, so we've sort of hybridized that. We do a present Christmas Eve and we do the hey, that's what we Christmas do. morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ashley has a uh, tradition from her mom that we bake a cake for Jesus and we actually mm-hmm. celebrate and sing to Jesus. Happy birthday, which that's the kind of traditions I want to start forming for us going forward, because that's where the focus should be. Mm-hmm. I was uh, talking about like the presents, right? I, I we watched the Santa Claus last night, the Tim Allen Santa Claus movie. Great movie. 
yeah, it's cute. I've always enjoyed it, but it really hit me while I was watching it that that one and every other one, all these Christmas films, they don't say a damn thing about Jesus. Nothing. They don't acknowledge it as a religious holiday, right? In fact, in the Santa Claus movie, there's a scene where that guy Bernard is trying to argue why it's so important that, you know, Scott Calvin become Santa Claus. It's because he'll kill the spirit of Christmas. And to him, that what they're explaining is like the spirit of Christmas is this magical elf. Right. It's like, no, the spirit of Christmas is Jesus Christ. So mm-hmm. what I'm getting at is maybe, I, maybe I'm becoming the Scrooge, but um, making it all about presents and Santa Claus and a bunch of secular borderline pagan BS. Like I was even thinking about this, dude. Two of the Two of the uh, reindeer names are Vixen and Cupid. Right. Yeah, I mean, Cupid is basically like a little demigod, Mm -hmm. right? And, I mean, Vixen, I I believe, is just sort of a harlot, right? (laughs) Slut. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but all the but the reindeer are all males, so it's a male slut. It's like a gigolo vixen. That's what I was actually thinking last night. I was like, does that mean that vixen is a trans tranny? He's trans in twenty in twenty twenty two for sure. Uh, yeah, see, I mean, a vixen is definitely how do they, how does it how do you spell that vixen? V i x e n, right? That's what I thought. Is it Blitzen? Comet. Cupid. Wait, it's good. Uh, Blitzen is his name, not Vixen. No, there's Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, and Vixen. Comet, Cupid, Donner, and Blitzen. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's definitely Vixen. I'm looking it up. Well, Vixen's a whore. <laughs> well, so. The definition of Vixen. First is a female fox, and the second is a spirited or fierce woman, especially one seen as sexually attractive. So, so the one maybe that the, not other, the reindeer are trying to run a train on. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> right. Uh, we read the... Um, An ill-tempered or quarrelsome woman. Hmm. We, have a tra- we have a few traditions. Uh, my dad, yeah, we always read the... Oh, let me... Yeah, we read, we read from the Bible. Right. Uh, the Gospels... Uh, Usually all three, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the stories of the birth. Yeah. Go ahead. No, we read one of those. And then we, my dad reads the Polar Express and the Cajun night before Christmas. And we do Christmas Eve with my folks every other year or, or we do Christmas Day. And so those traditions have carried on, even though we're not, we, and we don't do it. I think when my dad does depart us someday, uh, I think I will carry those i know i will we'll do them at my house but right now it's his thing and so it's better to just do those you know at at their house and let him continue that because he loves it and i love it the older i get the more i appreciate it like sometimes as a kid i'm like man this is a beating can we just open that one present and get on with it you know but perspectives change as we get older and now i understand why it means so much to him so um we're going to drive around and look at Christmas lights this week. That's kind of yep. the thing that we do uh, with hot chocolate. And what else do we do? Uh, we usually do uh, with, with 
Mickey and Kelly, we usually do gingerbread houses, although we're running out of time. We haven't done it this year. But the kids like to do that. What um it's pretty much I think those are the main traditions that we have. Uh what about the best Christmas songs of all time? Um they can be religious or secular, whatever. I think the secular ones, there's there's tons of good ones, but I like the yeah, little drummer uh, boy from Bob Seeger. That's a good one. Oh, we have to like name the version as well. So I you downloaded don't to, you don't have to name the version. I downloaded this weekend a three album uh holiday music set from George Strait. Christmas cookies. Uh, is that one of his? Mm-hmm. Well, all of his uh, dude, everyone is good stuff. Like I mean he's George, dude. Mm-hmm. You know. Obviously he's got the top notch accompaniment and then that you know, the greatest country singer voice of all time. Um they're all good. Joy to the world. Um, I was we were singing it at the kids' Christmas program the other night, and it was probably maybe the first time I think I, I feel like that I really studied the words and really found them quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I like Alan Jackson's "Let It Be Christmas" is up there. Uh, Alabama's "Christmas and Dixie." Way up there. Of course, Robert O'Keefe, Merry Christmas from the family. Right. Not really. The, that's not really uh, an uplifting Christmas song, but uh, I do enjoy it. I like Feliz Navidad. That's in, yeah, that's, that's in uh, there. That's in Robert O'Keefe's Merry Christmas from the family. Feliz Navidad. But I mean, the, uh, let's see, what's this cat's name? Uh, Jose Feliciano. Hmm. I'm assuming it's got to be his version. Yeah, <clears throat> I'll be home for Christmas by Frank is a good one. Happy holidays from uh, I think it's Andy Williams. Happy holidays, one of my favorites. Uh, Dolly Parton, Hard Candy Christmas. Judy Garland, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Very nice. That's a good one. Do you remember the uh, the the claymation Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer from when you were a kid? Oh yeah, we were dude. Last night we were Netflixing Christmas movies, and we came across that one. I was like, oh, what about Rudolph? And everybody was like, no, that's creepy. And I was like, what? What? You don't like the? Creepy? And they were like, no, no, that claymation stuff is creepy. My wife and my twelve year old just like nixed it. I was like, what? These guys. Wow. <laughs> That's aggressive. That's hard, like a hard pass. But Burl Ives, Silver and Gold on there. Wonderful song. Mm. Uh, best Christmas movies is, I mean, it's definitely Christmas Vacation and A Christmas yeah. Story. Those are my I top think so. two. <clears throat> yeah. My dad will say It's a Wonderful Life, but sorry, just don't see it, Dad. <clears throat> Can be good. <laughs> Yeah, I think I admitted this maybe on the show the other day, but I'll be perfectly honest. I have never seen it. Hmm. I've never bothered to watch movies that are that much older than I am. You're not missing much. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, George's version of Santa Claus is coming to town. is pretty great. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what about uh, Chuck Berry? Santa. What? What is it? Does his Santa Claus is coming to town? No. Run, run, Rudolph. 
Yeah, I'm literally, as you said it, I scrolled to number 25 on this parade.com and it was Chuck Berry, Run Run Rudolph. That's a cool song. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, um, what kind of jazzy, I guess? Yeah. I don't know what well, just of- rock. I mean, like, he's one of the original guitar shredders. Yeah. Do You Hear What I Hear by Whitney Houston? That's a good one. I like that one. What's the, uh, what is the one Christmas song that you can't stand? What is the worst Christmas song? Um, I'm not too big on that Mariah. Uh-uh. Yeah. As much as anything, because I, I just, as soon as I hear it, I picture her slutty ass and some kind of weird skimpy. God, I'm getting old, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. How I, oh, the closer you try to follow Christ and the older you get, the less interest you have in uh, things that used to be really all you ever thought about i'm gonna throw out Uh, paul mccartney's simply having a wonderful christmas time that just is all he does is repeat that i hate that song i feel like it's makes me have the opposite i used to really not like it yeah i used to really not like it and um but i kind of dig it now so yeah it sucks it's right up there with kale what about food what about eggs? What about eggs? Um, we used to do lasagna on Christmas so, Eve. So speaking of of you know the uh, traditions of my childhood, which uh, we have abandoned, <laughs> and my grandma used to do uh, chicken spaghetti. All right. You all have any chicken spaghetti going on in, anywhere in your family circles? Mm, I mean, I've had it, and uh, it's not terrible i wouldn't put it up there as good it's edible but yeah it's not my favorite but i have had chicken spaghetti i'm sure like anything it can be made well Mm -hmm. but grandma's version nanny's version love you nanny (laughs) she would start making it i guess in like august and and freezing it (laughs) and have like like a metric ton of chicken spaghetti for christmas eve Oh, we ate that crap for years. And some traditions are better we finally, to die. We finally <laughs> had a mutiny. And like, I mean, full blown like mutiny when like Sherry and I were young adults. I think Ashley was already in the picture. Her mom was always a pretty good cook. And I think she was one of the ones who's like, well, I'm not eating that shit. <laughs> and mm. So not on Christmas we Eve. basically much like we've done for Thanksgiving, which we talked about a few weeks ago. We've hijacked like the young folk, you know. This generation, the, the the Gen Z slash millennial crowd mm-hmm. that uh, in our family is to handling the cooking nowadays. Um, I uh, started doing my father-in-law's beef tenderloin, uh, then transitioned that into venison, basically, you know, fire roasted venison steaks. Um, yeah, that's pretty much some kind of mm. delicious red meat. This year, we're going to go uh we're staying home and so christmas eve we're gonna go have it with some friends of ours the gal that ashley shoots weddings with who live here in the neighborhood we did that last year as well it was either last year or the year before i think it was last year and um he does a uh, prime rib he mm. does a nice job with it so yeah yeah i'm gonna go have christmas eve over there nice nice um i mean the dinner menu to be honest with you is not that dissimilar to 
how we eat sort of generally, right? We'll probably make some nice greens. Nice. It just, there's just more options more or less. Yeah. I, uh, I'm getting to smoke a turkey because last year, my lovely bride brought home two turkeys because we were having Thanksgiving at our house. And she was like, here, you need to smoke these. I'm like, okay, that'll be great. Well, she puts them back in the freezer and then two days before Thanksgiving pulls them out and they don't thaw out. So she, she's having to run back to the grocery store to get two emergency birds for last Thanksgiving. So we still have two turkeys in the freezer. So that are over a year old now. So I'm going to cook one of those, get, get, make some, basically I want them out of the freezer. Sure. Make sure to brine them. <laughs> They've been in there too damn long. Are so they thawed yet? Uh, it's, they are in the refrigerator. One of I'm only making one. So it's in the refrigerator starting to thaw out. You need to brine that sucker for a full day. It'll get so, brined. Yeah. Yeah. For a full 24 brined. hours, at least you could do it for two days. No, Just put it in a cooler outside as cold as it's going to be. That'll be perfect. So switching gears, your daughter shot a buck this past yeah. weekend. Yeah, she did. Nice one, sure. Eight. The one that likes to sleep in shot Henry's deer <laughs> on on an evening hunt too. So she didn't end up waking up. Once. I know. So you sent me the picture, and there's this beautiful sunset in the background. Yeah. I was like, oh, how appropriate for the one that doesn't like to get up. Well, and the really funny thing was this particular weekend. She was like, when we got there, she was like, I don't want to go tonight. We'll go in the morning. I want to. Hmm. I just want to sit in the morning. I don't want to sit tonight. And I was like, sweetheart we could go tonight and kill him and you don't even have to get up in the morning. So I like had to drag her and sure enough, out he pops. And she was all, she was so stoked about it afterwards. She's like, I'm going to get up and sit up, you know, sit up and watch in the morning. Well, by the time bedtime rolled around, she's like, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. But, um, she did admit, she was like, I just, I needed to do that again. I just like, I forgot what a rush it was. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's fun. So raising little killers. <clears throat> Indeed. Another good shot. Did I send you the slow-mo video of him taking that bullet? You sent me the, the trail camera image. Maybe one of these days we'll get. Oh, that was my cousin's uh, buck. Oh, maybe one of these days we'll get uh, people actually looking at our YouTube if we keep doing these types of things. But um, I think there's two videos on there and they took one of them down. <laughs> oh, really? They've already been censored. Yeah. The. Uh, so check that out while I tell you what's... Oh, damn it. Uh-huh. I'm watching. Oh, yeah. You see it get smashed? Uh-huh. If I could show you on... You can actually see the bullet. Whoa, 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 whoa. Your, your microphone just went to crap. I mean, we were having a professional broadcast and leave it up to you to screw it up. There. You're back. Okay. I bumped the cord again. Uh -huh. um, if I could, you know, if you could see it on my phone, you can actually see the bullet flying in in slow mo. Um, it was a great shot. Um, she, right before she shot, he had he he had stretched out and lifted his head up, and was giving her like a perfect front shoulder forward shot, and then and I wanted I had had Riley do this too. I've asked them both to take lung shots for a to not wreck both shoulders because it's not necessary and b if you take a perfect double lung shot they don't go any farther than they do if you hit them in the shoulders and there's a blood trail to follow right a good one so i'd had her doing that he stepped back and he really hunched his like like hunched his body up and kind of like turned it a little bit 
So she shot right the distance back from the shoulder I wanted to, but because he was squunched up, it was a little further back. She got one good lung, but he was also, I guess, quartered to us slightly. One good lung, like obliterated, and then liver gut. He went like 25 yards and was dead. Mm. Um, so you're not you're not taking the front shoulder shot anymore. I mean, when they when they get ready to draw down on a 160 class buck, yeah, I'm gonna tell them peg those shoulders, right? But yeah, I really think a double lung. A well-placed double lung shot is the most effective shot there is. Because if, if you get, especially if you get a pass through, dude, the blood trail is Yeah, but if you shoot them in the shoulder, you might get the lungs anyway. Or, or the heart. Like, I don't know. You mostly well, like get, you said, like, like you said, I mean, it's still, trophy, it's, don't get me I'm wrong. Always the, shooting the shoulders. Yeah, if, if it was a doe, I might shoot them through the vitals to not waste any meat. But yeah, I, I mean, you're not going to lose that deer if you double lung. Mm-hmm. There's no chance. It's going... 30, 40 yards tops. Well, and the point I was showing you with that video, like you saw the impact on the body, right? Like mm-hmm. the whole side of that animal caved in, like caved in, right? It was like, a 270. Boom. I forget what do they shoot? Yeah, they're shooting 270. Uh-huh. And I had thought about this when Riley double lunged hers the other day and it went 40 yards and was dead. You know, I mean, it was dead with, we heard it crash. It was dead within seconds. a dozen, a dozen seconds tops. Yeah. Um, but they can go on a full-blown death sprint because you didn't wreck that shoulder for sure, right? So they can cover a little bit of ground. But, dude, I mean, you can hit a deer in the shoulder and not hit heart and have to go a long way to find it, right? No, not a shoulder shot. Front shoulder? You can go they can run off. You, if you break both legs, they're screwed. But if you just break one leg, they can run a long way on, one, on three legs, dude. That would a have to way. be a, not a... It would have to be a quartering, a hard quartering shot if you're not going to break both of them. Because if you get through that first one on a broadside shot, you're smashing the second one. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the bullet, yeah. right? Depends on your caliber and the bullet makeup. Like, if you've got a good, solid bullet on a big, big caliber, yeah, you should be wrecking both and pretty much dropping them in his tracks, right? Mm-hmm. Which they, you know, Charlotte's six-year-old eight-point last year did drop in his tracks with that 270. But <clears throat> what I'm getting at is when you see the shock wave of that bullet hit those ribs, you can just imagine there's no oxygen left in those lungs after that, right? Mm. I mean, imagine when you were a kid and you fell on your back and it knocked the wind out of you and, and then how hard it was to catch your breath. Mm-hmm. So you hit that animal in the ribs with all that kinetic energy. It blows all the air out of its lungs and then it's desperately trying to catch its breath. And when it finally can, it's got holes through both sides of it and its chest cavity is filling up with blood. Like they just have no, I mean, it's, yeah, they're done oh. fast. They never take another breath. You hit them in the double lung, they can never catch another breath. You can hit a deer in the heart, and if it can still breathe, it can get a, you know, a little ways. Did I tell you when Henry shot his buck this year, uh, when I walked up on it? So I, I told him, I said, shoot it, you know, in the crease right behind the shoulder because he was shooting a 243, 100 grain bullet. I'm like, I don't want you to shoot it in the shoulder. Right. It's not a big enough bullet. I want you to shoot it in the vitals. Well, he shoots it, just drops it. We get up there, and there's this big hole in the buck's neck. And I'm like, huh. I said, uh, did you kind of just uh, go your own way there and shoot it where you wanted to? He goes, no, Dad, I was aiming right behind the shoulder. <laughs> I said, oh, well, there's a big hole in his neck. I said, I guess it's better to be lucky than good. Good job, son. Stuff happens. I didn't let it steal the moment. I was just like, dude, it doesn't, you know. It doesn't matter. All his, you dropped him. That's all that matters. That's so, what like Charlotte. Oh, you was, missed by a foot, buddy. <laughs> Charlotte's doing 30 yards. was dead fast. Like I said, good, solid lung shot. But when he, since I'm videoing, like I almost told her, wait till he stretches back out. 
when he's scrunched mm-hmm. up, you know, and then bang. <clears throat> and so, you know, to your point, I just, I didn't try to let it ruin the moment, but while we were cleaning it and I was showing her the wound, I was like, when I opened up his gut and it was just, I mean, the gut was nasty, right? It was gut shot. Yeah. It was lunged and gut shot. And which is no big deal. I mean, all that stuff cleans up, you know, but I certainly would prefer not to have to. That's the one thing you run into if you start taking long shots is that you could end up a little too far back. Right. And then right. have bigger problems. But as I'm cutting into him, she's like, oh, what happened to his guts? And I was like, well, because of the scrunch. Right. And the quartering too a little bit. This is where the bullet ended up. And so I just tried to say, like, so be mindful of the body placement. Like your shot hit right where you were aiming. Your shot was perfect. Mm-hmm. The problem was because his body was squunched, you were aiming further back than where we really wanted you to because you were trying to stay four or five inches behind that shoulder, right? <clears throat> right. So when the shoulder moved back, then your point of aim moved back, then you shot him right in the middle of the body. She's like, well, he's dead, isn't he? And I was like, I'm not being critical, Charlotte. I'm just pointing out, like, yeah. pay attention to all the factors. I know you can shoot. You can put that bullet anywhere you want it. But they so the next thing to learn is where to put the bullet and when to wait. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's go on to just a few topics from the news cycle. Okay. You saw the text I sent you from our old friend Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. He's a bad guy. Satan. Yeah. Yeah. So. To, to summarize the, the, the text I sent Chisholm, the uh, Klaus in the World Economic Forum basically came out and said that Christianity and Jesus Christ are fake news. That's their take now. Yeah, I do. These man. are the people trying to take over the world. It's not a secret to any believer paying attention that these godless atheists slash Satanists are you know, bound and determined to bring it back to second coming, bring about the second coming period. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they, dude, they're all communists. And one of the very first things that Marx teaches you is if you want to be a commie, you got to get rid of God. That's well, they're definitely trying. And, but it's jarring when you see it put out there in public to that degree, to, because it doesn't just say, Hey, we don't believe in Jesus. It says we have to undermine, illegitimize that. Was there a video? Because I saw the I saw what you sent me and I saw the caption on it, but I, I, I no, I didn't see the video. Okay, yeah. So we're taking somebody's recap of because all it was was like a screenshot of him and a recap of some things he supposedly said, right? Yeah. What was the source? Uh, this gal on Instagram who always hits a home run. Never. She's always she's on top of it. She's uh, not she's, fake news. She's she's shadow banned. Be- I mean, I can't when I see something on her page and I repost it to Justified Pursuit. I can't tag her because she's <laughs> a truth teller. And if you haven't noticed, truth tellers are the first ones to get their account jacked with by oh, Instagram. Yeah. So she's doing something right. <clears throat> also, um, here's a good one for you. You know how like COVID's really bad right now and everyone's dying, everything. Well, Philadelphia, because of that, and I'm being facetious. So the kid's computer, which I use to podcast. Your microphone's jacked up again. I hate you. Uh-huh. Can you hear me? 
we're rocking and rolling, having this great broadcast, and just inevitably, you can't help yourself. You have to screw it up somehow with your glitches and inefficiencies. So, as I was saying, my kid's computer, which I use to podcast to hopefully present, keep myself from being fired, because <clears throat> the only other machine I have is my work computer, which you uh, use for a long apparently time. Apparently, is going. Shh. No, I didn't. Oh, sorry. I've never. Oh, yeah, I, no, that has never know. happened. Never mm-hmm. once. Uh, apparently it's going to crap because just moments ago when you referenced it, I had 75% battery life. And then mm-hmm. 15 minutes later, I had a dead computer. Getting back so to like where you were sm- at. You're a smart guy, Chisholm. And you're too stupid to plug it in before we start podcasting. It had been plugged in. It was fully charged no, 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 when no, no. I sat down. You just, you just do the podcast with it plugged in. That's what you do. New rule. New this rule. This happened three times in a row. Fair enough. New right. rule. You were saying something about when your kids go back to school. Did, no, 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 my kids. Not, not my your kids. kids. Okay, so, good. So the Philadelphia school district, you know, coming out of Christmas break, will require their students to wear masks once again. Yeah, we mentioned it's that. Just, last. just it's in case, staggered. I guess, just in case people got COVID, because there's no real spike that's coming up. Like we're not in the throes of COVID hell anymore, and yet they're just going to preemptively say. Hey, kids, uh, y'all just go ahead and put those masks back on. I saw yesterday that the that Australia was going to be that, that like the teachers union of Australia is advocating to reinstitute um, testing even without symptoms. Great. Good shots. They work really good. Yeah, dude. My gosh. Um, well, oh, also. In another liberal cesspool of a state governor Mm -hmm. hochul signed into it will become a law in 2024 that new york will no longer allow the sale of toy guns but you can still kill people on the street with real guns no problem (laughs) virtue signaling Uh... what kid doesn't play with a toy gun well, you know, it's part of the whole deal of uh, how can we uh, demasculate the, the male segment of the population? Uh, neuter them. Let's just, no, no more toy guns. No, more, no rubber band guns. No pop guns. No airsoft guns. No Nerf guns. None of that. It's hilarious, dude. That um, They're all for, like, letting violent criminals out, um, but then saying, like, plastic guns lead to violence it's like meanwhile you can get on your xbox and snipe someone upside the head and watch their head explode that's fine i i, I don't know I, I i i no idea dude don't know what to say about that ridiculous ridiculous why is no one talking about the cia killing john f kennedy are you up to snuff on uh, up to speed on on what's going on there? I mean, all the crazy conspiracy theory stuff I listen to is is talking about. Um, I'm aware that the seventy has it been that many years? There was some deadline. The there was some deadline during the Trump administration. They they had managed to seal the the seal the information off for a period of time and there was a deadline that elapsed during the trump administration where he was supposed to get to release a bunch of this he th- he said he was going to do so and the deep state squashed it um and it came back up i guess last week and biden was like i don't think that's ever going to happen 
but what else well, are you talking about? Uh, no, let's take a look. This is Tucker Carlson this week. We spoke to someone who had access to these still hidden CIA documents. The person was deeply familiar with what they contained. We asked this person directly, did the CIA have a hand in the murder of John F. Kennedy, an American president? And here's the reply we received verbatim. Quote, the answer is yes. I believe they were involved. It's a whole different country from what we thought it was. It's all fake. It's hard to imagine a more jarring response than that. Again, this is not a, quote, conspiracy theorist that we spoke to. Not even close. This is someone with direct knowledge of the information that once again is being withheld from the American public. And the answer we received was unequivocal. Yes, the CIA was involved in the assassination of the president. Now, some people will not be surprised to hear that. They suspected it all along. But no matter how you feel about or what you thought about the Kennedy assassination, pause to consider what this means. It means that within the U.S. government, there are forces wholly beyond democratic control. These forces are more powerful than the elected officials that supposedly oversee them. These forces can affect election outcomes. They can even hide their complicity in the murder of an American president. They can do pretty much anything they want. Pretty much what we've been saying, right? Like the deep state is controlling everything. Who they are, I don't know. Well, it's definitely the CIA and the 17 other intelligence uh intelligence organizations that um all right so i'm looking something up <clears throat> that yeah that that are collectively the deep slate deep state that you know run this country so there was a so jfk supposedly gave a speech just days before his assassination on this very topic well that'll get you capped snopes is saying it's false does not appear in any of Kennedy's transcribed speeches or press conference, nor any books that by or about the 35th president, nor in any academic. Republic. So I'm looking at a Snopes article about. So at the, I guess that makes I didn't you know, I don't watch fake Fox News. So I, I didn't know that all of a sudden this week I started getting these memes. Buddies of mine were sending to me and Instagram was suddenly filling up with them all about this supposed quote that JFK had a week before his assassination attacking the deep state. Um, it's definitely true that he was at odds with, I mean, we've talked about this, but Operation Northwoods was a plot hatched by the CIA and the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff where they wanted to shoot down in a, uh, a supposedly unmanned, Amer like a drone airliner, but a, mm -hmm. you know, like a commercial airliner and blame it on Castro so we could invade Cuba. And JFK put his foot down and said, no, we're not freaking doing that because they wanted to start a war. Right. And quote, thwart communism. And that's how that we ended up with the Bay of Pigs, which was like his that was his uh, settlement offer and, you know, biggest disaster of his presidency. So there's no there's no denying he was at odds with the deep state from day one. He took over from Dwight Eisenhower, who warned on his last day in office, beware of the military industrial complex and the tyranny of the expert class. Right. Um, so this stuff was bubbling up. According to this Snopes article, which I don't trust at all, this thing that's popping up in all my feeds everywhere, which my point is, I guess, because Tucker is having this conversation. Now people are sharing it about. Um, oh, it's all over Twitter. It's everywhere. dude. Right. I mean, yeah, it's not it, Tucker wasn't the fir first thing that I saw about it. I was starting to see like tweets like, hey, uh, we found out this week that the CIA assassinated 
JFK and nobody cares. Nobody's talking about it was the gist of the messaging that I was seeing. Right. So Tucker did talk about it at least. Right. But well, have, so it's, it's got this, it's got this, what Snopes is calling fake news, this, this speech trending around that, you know, at least according to Snopes, JFK never said where he calls all this out. Hey, thanks, son. Mm-hmm. Posed around the world. Let's see if there's any truth to this part of it. All right. This is from the JFK library. So apparently this part he did say. If the press is waiting is awaiting a declaration of war before it imposes the self-discipline of combat conditions, then I can only say that no war ever posed a greater threat to our security. If you are awaiting a fine awaiting a finding of a quote clear and present danger, then I can only say that the danger has never been more clear and its present has presence has never been more imminent. This is where it gets interesting. It requires a change in outlook, a change in tactics, a change in missions by the government, by the people, by every businessman or labor leader, and by every newspaper. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covert means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which was conscripted, which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned. No rumor is printed. No secret is revealed. It conducts the Cold War, in short, with a wartime discipline no democracy would ever hope or wish to match. And when did he say that? Is there a date on there? Like April maybe 27th, 1961. Like a few days later, Jackie's like trying to put his brain back in his head. What date? No, I think that was later. I think he died in 63, right? Yeah. So, okay. But if he's poking the bear for two years, it's not a surprise. I mean, and that's exactly what that was. It does not take a, you know, any, uh, yeah. So it was two years later, two and a half years later. Okay. So there is some, this is interesting, right? Because like what I was sent had said that that speech was seven days before he was assassinated. But in fact, it was two and a half years. But to your point, he's absolutely calling out exactly what we're talking about. He's absolutely calling out what they did to him. Yeah. I mean, I never really, as a kid, you know, in living in Dallas, of course, everybody takes a field trip to the Sixth Floor Museum where Lee Harvey Oswald shot him from, allegedly. And you kind of just, as a kid, take take it at face value. And then you become an adult and you're like, hey, there's more to that story. You know, there's the grassy knoll conspiracy. And then as a middle-aged person, you find out all that stuff was real. How many people just are going to choose not to believe this or acknowledge it? I mean, that is the world we live in now, bro. (laughs) Like you're either, you know, in the, you know, yesterday's conspiracy theory is today's conspiracy camp like you and I. Or nah, the government can 
The, way, the really funny thing is I saw somebody articulate. Republican or Democrat shouldn't even matter on this thing. Everyone should be like, no. wow, that's really effed no, up shouldn't. that our government killed our president. Oh, and it's the tip of the iceberg, dude. Have I talked about this yet? During the Clinton administration, man, when you and I were in high school in like 1996, the Clinton administration released a report on a, on a uh, you know, basically an investigation that the administration did in the 90s that verified and apologized for the fact that the government of the United States bombarded American citizens unknowingly with radiation to study the effects of radiation at a population level, dude. Mm. They were doing it to like veterans who were going to the VA for treatment. They were doing it to just random people in communities, dude. They were bomb they were intentionally poisoning people and causing cancer with radiation at a population level. In violation of the Geneva Convention, dude, like into the 80s. I'm not talking about ancient history. People like to pretend that the damn because Tuskegee experiments were like, whoa, way back in World War II era. Dude, that shit went on until 1976. Mm. And from there, this radiation poisoning thing continued on after that. And yet, you know, you can show people that and they're like they can't even come to grips with the reality that, oh, well, maybe we're still like completely sick and corrupted at a, at a national government level, you know? Maybe they are willing to uh, pump a bunch of experimental vaccines in people's arms and see what the hell happens. They're more than willing to do that. Uh huh. <laughs> I, you know, if there wasn't so much blowback from people that, like you and I and all of the good folks out there that never got vaccinated, they probably thought they could just steamroll the entire society into being... Com complicit with their demands with this vaccine they knew that they couldn't do that because when they ran event 201 where they did the simulation for this in october of 2019 as the virus was already unre unleashed in china <clears throat> fyi hmm. part of the entire like the main purpose of the thing was the brainwashing exercise and the combating of those of us who would question it like that was the major thr thrust of the thing was how do we neutralize marginalize and ostracize cancel ostracize and yeah absolutely criminalize basically the people who are skeptical they coined the term vaccine skeptic and vaccine hesitant and they plotted out how do you and remember like vaxxers right they started with the term vaccine hesitancy which doesn't sound all that bad well maybe everybody's a little hesitant they just well, need to be nudged. Then and they then those who planted the their feet became right. Then those exactly. Then those of us who planted our feet and said, I'm still hesitant. We became vaccine skeptics, uh -huh. which sounds a little bit more negative. And then we became anti-vax. Right. Yeah. And to your point, in order to make that name stick, you had to change the definition of the friggin' vac word vaccine in the first place, because that's not what these things are. Yeah. I'd love to I, know how many listeners we've lost. Uh, who don't want to have to confront this vaccine thing anymore. Well, maybe they want to confront the fact that the CIA whacked one of our presidents. Eh, maybe that's an easier pill to swallow. <laughs> yeah. I don't, it's, this world is not what I thought it was, man. Which is, why, which is why doing this show is so rewarding to dive into these conversations and go down these rabbit holes. Like, yep. I mean, you Dude. and I would be doing it anyway, but I think we put a little more thought into it just, from trying to put a show together uh when, a when, when we professional when we, broadcast it is but 
and let me clarify that when, when we cite to like Operation Northwoods and Operation Mockingbird and Operation Midnight Climax and Operation... Um, I've had a couple of those. <laughs> whatever else, right? Uh, these are like acknowledged by the U.S. government deep state conspiracies. Th- these aren't like just the far reaches of the internet. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's recordings on these things, right? The, the Pentagon Papers... The uh, the Panama Papers, like these are acknowledged, admitted to. Dude, I was talking about the Church Commission the other day, and then pulling out a freaking heart attack gun that the CIA had two thousand of that shot a microscopic needle into people to deliver a shellfish toxin to make it seem like they died of a heart attack. Like, yeah, dude, the CIA has executed. I don't even know if I don't even know if there's an estimate, but basically every coup d'etat and every overturning, whether it was of a dictator or a democratically elected government like Ukraine in 2014, that's been perpetrated in the last 80 years, like two or three, two out of every three or three out of every four has been by us, by our CIA. They overturn the existing power structure. They set up a election. They rigged the election. The entire process is vis-a-vis manipulation of the media, right? Like, full stop, that's what they do, is they begin by manipulating newspapers, bubbling up, you know, creating negative sentiment against the existing power structure. Then they fund guerrilla warfare. They take the guy out. They create the new democratic ballot harvesting structure, and they put their hand-selected guy in there. And yet the fact that they've been perfecting that spy craft for 70 years now, there's people in this country who don't think it's possible that they could do it right here at home. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. I wonder how yeah. many of those people also think it's impossible that the Patriot could be turned against innocent American citizens. Oh, cause that's Every definitely day. happened. Every. And apparently day. Elon's new play toy is the number one method of harvesting that information for all these horrible, um, horrible people. I got have one more thing. I gotta. I'm gonna get to the gym so that you know, mm. while my hair continues to go, I'm still gonna look right. somewhat respectable. Uh, did you see Gavin Newsom tried to implement a new gun law in California? I didn't see this one. I don't think so. Federal judge strikes down California's fee shifting gun control scheme which echoed Texas abortion law. So essentially Texas, the the, uh, Supreme court ruled in favor of the Texas law, which makes abortions illegal after a fetal heartbeat can be detected. Okay. Right. So that was upheld. And then Newsom called on California legislature to enact a similar law for guns days after the Supreme Court ruled that Texas heartbeat law could remain in effect. And the law creates a private right of action for citizens to sue gun manufacturers for $10,000, even if a crime hasn't been committed. Well, the, the, uh, it was a, I think, a district court, uh, a federal, no, a federal judge has blocked the state of California from enforcing a gun control scheme that was modeled after the controversial Texas abortion law. So I don't know how they're intertwined. 
I guess how they're written or something, but they were trying to use that decision. No, I remember now. I remember he tried to pull this. The original Texas abortion law that was attempting to circumvent Roe versus Wade before the Dobbs decision Uh was that you or I could take legal action against an abortion provider if they Uh. performed an abortion after six weeks. So got it. So they couldn't make it criminal because that was Roe versus Wade, right? Uh But they could set it up where we could sue on somebody else's behalf, and somehow that got upheld by the court before the Dobbs decision way earlier this year, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's where Newsom was like, oh, cool, we'll do the same thing with guns. Instead of making selling guns a crime or going after the dealers or the manufacturers, we'll just make it that any random citizen can sue a gun manufacturer for damages caused by the gun. Gotcha. Okay. So that's how they're intertwined. Uh, and, and like you alluded to, the Supreme Court refused to, to rule on it, I guess. But, you know, not taking the, the case uh, is essentially them still giving their opinion. Cho- choosing not to rule on something effectively leaves it in place, right? Correct. So they just refused to take it up. So they didn't rule that it was, quote, constitutional. They ruled that they didn't have any grounds to challenge it, I guess. Okay. Right. And then so in the same breath, uh, he's trying to give all African-Americans reparations. <laughs> that's, the, that's the new thing, too, mm-hmm. which is so funny because you can identify as anything you want in 2022. So all the white people in California should just say, I'm black. Give me my money. Uh, You're not black? Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean I'm not black? I said don't, I'm black. Dude, don't black. even think for one second that that reckoning is not banging on the lefty's door. I mean, there's already there's already a lot of that sort of thing going around. But yeah, once they start coming for uh, reparations because they identify as black, that'll be that'll be a good one. It's gonna be awesome. It is yeah. gonna be awesome to watch that because they're gonna be like, wait, 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 wait. You can identify as a cat, but you can't identify as black. No, no, no. You can identify as the opposite sex, but you can't identify as the opposite skin color. Why? Well, because your skin's white. Well, okay, well, you have a dick. So you're a dude. No, 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 no. I'm a woman. Dude, the, the whole exist their whole existence is a contradiction. The entire yeah. existence. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, but like I've said a million times, <sighs> Karl Marx taught him that's okay. You don't have to make sense. Logic you, and reason are tools of oppression. How do you look in the mirror and just be like, yeah, that's what I'm going to choose to believe. SSRIs. That's how. I don't understand it. Don't Big understand. doses of serotonin, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Oh! Disassociate from reality, and then you can keep all the double thinkers that you need. I got to go. Uh, we were, I was much <laughs> happier when we were talking about Christmas. This is yeah, let's dra- get back to Christmas. Dragging me down. Deck the halls with balls yeah. of holly. La, 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 la. All right, well. You can think about my balding head. You've made a mess of it again, and now I have lots of work to do in humorous production. So thank you for that. And uh, thank you guys and gals for tuning in to episode 107 of Justified Pursuit. Don't forget the real meaning of Christmas this holiday season. Share it with your loved ones. And uh, I think Chisholm and I are looking for possibly Rogaine as our first ever sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 
All right, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to you too as well. All right. Peace. Merry Christmas, y'all.